Welcome back to The Truth with Trinity, and I am your host, Trinity. And if this is your first time tuning into the podcast, I'd like to send you a warm welcome. Here, I talk about issues that happen within the black community for a resolution or at least some food for thought to go about your daily way. So without further ado, I'd like to jump into this episode's topic, which is, does America still feel as if they own black people? So I want to do a small disclaimer. This, is, this does not refer to all white people. Uh, there are white people uh, that see that things need to change in this country. But I, that small percentage, I'm not going to not deliver the message. So I want to start off by talking about the ownership. So the ownership over one's body. And this is going to be referring to you know how millions of white people in this country feel about black people so um it's almost as if they feel like they have ownership over black people's bodies the way they feel that they can kill you without any explanation they can move you to whatever area and that doesn't just refer to black people but also native americans and you are three-fourths human. So, the first thing I would like to bring up is you must feel as I tell you to feel. So, this is um, something that was done a lot during slavery and it still continues now in this country. So, you know, back in slavery, um, they didn't care if they just sold your family member or killed your family member or your child, you better still act like you're happy. If they just beat you, you better still act like you're happy. Um, also, let's say that the slave owner had a death in their family. So this is one of their white family members. They expected for the slave to cry and show more mourning than they showed. So they don't have to show anything about what they did to your family. Okay, but you better sure act like you care and cry and throw, get yourself thrown on the floor and start rolling around crying about, you know, their family members. And that, that kind of stems, you know, into what we're dealing with now, the mentality of America now. Um, for instance, there was a, a black young male in Houston, Texas during the snowstorm they just had. Uh, you know, like five weeks ago or six weeks ago and the young black man was walking home and he wanted to prevent his mother from coming to get him from work. So there was um, a squad car, police squad car that stopped him and the police asked, you know, what, you know, what are you doing? You know, um, it's cold outside. You don't have a coat on. So the young black male says, oh, that's okay. I, I don't need a ride home. I'll just continue to keep walking. Okay, so then, you know, a lot of Americans justified it by saying he should have took the ride home. It was a welfare check. Well, that's where they feel like, you know, black people should feel the way they feel. Because there is a unspoken record of, of black people, in particular black males being killed uh, by the cops. So, you know, why would he want to jump in the car um, with cops? Okay. And the thing that's even more important is why 
did he get arrested just because he had his own independent thought that he wanted to continue to walk home. So he was arrested for that. So that ties into that. You've got to do what I tell you to do. And if I feel like you should do something, you're going to do it. So that's that ownership, uh, slave master mentality that's traveled through a lot of uh, the generations and even up until now. So then there's on the workplace. So in the workplace, and this kind of ties into the systemic racism of this country, let's say that there are two people, okay, there are two candidates, and one of the candidates that happens to be black is working, has worked there for, you know, three, four years, and they have the same credentials, same degree, and then there's, you know, a white candidate that just gets freshly hired, you know, they will put them in the office positions to where they're not doing as much manual work. And they really keep those manual positions for African-Americans, even with the same degrees. And if not, sometimes more skill, more skill in that particular area. And what that does is in this country, that's promoting that over overseer. So, you know, they get to do they get to get paid more a lot of times, too. So. You know, they may have the same degree and the same amount of experience, but, you know, behind closed doors, they're getting paid 5 to $15, $10 more than you are. Um, even in positions, what makes it worse, even in positions where there may be like a white person that's a janitor or a less uh, skilled position, and then you may have a black person with a four-year degree, and that person that's a white janitor will still be getting paid more. Uh, money so that promotes that uh, white supremacy thing and then just that overseer mentality when you have you know more you know white people in the offices uh, with the same credentials and sometimes less experience and then you have black people you know out there um, doing the manual work or the floor work so that's that uh, superiority thing that um, is still present in today's society um, another thing is another area is the justice system. So when we talk about the justice uh, system, you know, people will say that are, you know, non-black or pretty much white that, oh, you have NAACP, you have, uh, what's that, uh, equal opportunity employment, you have, uh, affirmative action, you have a place to complain if this happens to you while you're black. So all these entities entities that can be named, but in reality is just a pacifier or a smoke screen because a lot of times these entities are ran by white people and you know, you can put, so they'll accept your application for the complaint or the grievance, but a lot of times it's swept underneath the rug and it's always founded that the person's not the other, you know, person that you're complaining about is not guilty or there's no, uh, there's nothing there that can be, uh, investigated. So that's one of the ways that it, it looks like there's places for black people, uh, to voice their grievance, but there's nothing usually done about it because the people that run and oversee these entities are Caucasian. And once again, most uh, Caucasians in this country, um, they don't even look at black people as human. So this is this three-fourth, um, you know, situation going on, three-fourths human. Um, and when we talk about the justice system, you know, 
a person can name all the laws that they want until they're blue in the face. You know, all the ordinances that they want to name. But in this country, you know, majority of the time, you know, most white people only get prosecuted if they do a criminal offense to another white person. So if the white person does an, a criminal offense against someone that is non-white, uh, it, it, it really doesn't matter, okay? Because that's part of the privilege that they're talking about that they have. They'll, they'll deny it, but that's pretty much what's going on in America. Um, if the person is black and they have a little money, you know, they may be able to hire a lawyer, but at the same time, you know, the Constitution and uh, this justice system does not protect people that are non-white. They'll say it does, you know, but look at the actions and look at the uh, statistics and the records. They'll prove otherwise. Um, then when you look at the school system, the school system, um, you know, they have plenty of statistics and, you know, ratio uh, that will show that, you know, black children, um, have this quote unquote difficult time learning and they cannot learn or something to that nature. But then when you get, when they, when, when the people that are in these offices come across black parents that do care about their children, they do care about their education and they are very much involved in their children's education, they get offended. So I think that's kind of weird. So, you know, there, there's a st statistic that says that black children are lower achievers um, in school, but then when they get black parents that do care about their children, they get offended. When they start asking, what's this grade? Or where can my child improve at? Or why is this going on um, with Wi-Fi reception, hotspots? I want my children to learn. So it's this whole um, image that they paint that, oh, parent, black parents don't care about their children's education. Uh, and they say, want to paint this uh, idea, uh, this stereotypical idea. But then when there's black parents that do care, they retaliate. So if you try to speak up, you know, after you've tried to talk to the teacher sensibly, you try to talk to the principal then that's where this systemic racism is in play at because the entities that run the schools and the district are primarily white. You may have some black people that are superintendents, but they are pretty much ran by white people. And what I mean by that is, yes, just say there is a black superintendent that, that cares. Um, their job can be threatened by white people that are higher up than them or even teachers they can threaten their job and their food and security so a black person a lot of times has to be quiet within the school systems and on other types of jobs and whatnot and what happens is they get retaliative these teachers a lot of times especially they have that white supremacist thinking they get retaliative what they'll do is they'll you know start marking your child absent you know, excessive amount of times, even though it's not so, and especially when we're talking about um, online schooling, you know, so that's the racism in online schooling. Um, if you try to speak up and voice your opinion, even in a respectful manner, they'll do things like uh, unnecessary suspensions and dismissals, you know, uh, 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 on your child. So that's their way. So, you know, 
They're not doing what they did back in slavery. Uh, they dressed it up in a certain other way to keep black people in control, basically um, to learn your lesson. So this is that slave uh, master thinking you're going to learn your lesson. You know, I'm going to attack your child by uh, putting excessive uh, absences on your child. And that's not referring to children that actually do miss school. You know, but the goal for them is when it's a parent that actually has their child in school is to get them placed in jail with truancy. So I've talked about that a little bit. Um, I want to talk about the three fourths of a human being. You know, back in slavery, um, the founding fathers um, of this country, you know, they expressed um and other scholars as well. Um, they expressed how black people are three-fourths humans. So when you look at three-fourths, so if there's three-fourths, but there's four-fourths in a whole, what is the other one-fourth referring to? It's referring to black people as being animals. Okay? Animals. One-fourth animal. So when you look at that, so it's not that majority of, I believe, you know, white people don't understand because, you know, a lot of people nowadays are saying, you know, white people have never had to live the life of being discriminated against. You know, I think white people are some intelligent people and I think they understand clearly what's going on. But what it is, is many of them have adopted the great grandparents ideology that you are not even human. So in their mindset, black people's feelings don't matter. They don't exist. They don't count. You're not even human. Okay? And so it's easy for a person to kill someone if they don't look at you as human. And it troubles me to say this, and I don't think this is all white people, but white people with that white supremacist uh, secret uh, mentality, they look at, you know, killing a black person like killing a rabbit or um game sport and play so this is nothing um you know so they don't care about the families so this is back to slavery once again they don't care about uh your family they don't care about the fact that your child might have lost a father they don't care about that you might have lost a husband or that you might have lost a mother because maybe a black woman was killed or your black child, you know, they don't care anything about that because you're not even perceived in their mind as human. So that goes back into that. Does America still feel like they own black people? Um, and another part I wanted to mention too is um, healthcare. You know, the healthcare industry in this country, of course, there's problems all across the board. Um, you know, declining and, um, you know, the quality of care. But one thing I have noticed, you know, because this is the systemic part of the racism, you know, it's in every entity part of this country, is I've watched doctors and nurses, and in particular nurses, they know that they may be short-staffed. You know, this is, this is a, a common situation um, in the country, especially right now with the pandemic. But I've noticed how white nurses uh, not all of them because i've seen some beautiful white nurses so um and i've seen some poor black nurses uh so but i noticed though how 
that the especially the ones that have this racist tone to them they will make sure that they don't verbally abuse or make sure that the white patient has their pills okay and their prescriptions but with the black residents you know they could care less you know they're talking to them all crazy and you know but it's anything other than racism for heaven's sake it's not that um and i noticed like i said in you know the healthcare field you know they will not give you know majority of blacks any type of pain pill that fits the description of their pain so they want to give you tylenol for an amputated leg so they're saying you know with black people your pain couldn't be that bad so this is back to referring to us as three-fourths animal like you're you don't even know what pain is because you're like one-fourth animal you know so they'll so they're not saying this but they're acting upon this and it, as if black people are just not smart enough to understand you know what they're doing and see black people at a time right now are at a level of consciousness to where they're waking up and like willie lynch once said that the black mind has not just the black mind but the mind period the human mind has the tendency to reverse itself to heal itself okay um because he said the the uh the condition that they were going to put black people in was going to keep their minds spinning on an axis like out in space like lost but what's happening is black people are starting to wake up to the consciousness of what's going on um to them in this country and i just noticed that the excuse so not to dwindle off but i noticed the excuse that a lot of doctors will give is you know black people use drugs um you know other than for prescription purposes you know they're drug dealers so this criminal once again criminal blackballing um that they portray on black people so this person could obviously be in obvious pain you know and you know when you know about the healthcare field you know pain is subjective but i guess those rules i guess only apply to white people because a white person can say that they're in pain and it could be just an ache in their arm and they're giving morphine they're giving vicodin they're giving oxycodone 5-325 milligrams they're giving the whole bit okay but when a black person they could have blood oozing out um, of an orifice um, and crying with red eyes and pain and they'll say oh no here's just a Tylenol for you because your pain is definitely not what you're you're putting on your acting so that's part of the inhumane policies of systemic racism that go on in this country because you can't tell me that there's not just as many if not more caucasians that um or meth addicts uh fentanyl addicts um that pop pills okay but they want to portray only black people that are pain does not count and the last thing before i close out is a lot of white people in america will say why don't you just forget about slavery slavery was just 400 years ago when in actuality it was like 125 years ago you know but they'll say it's 400 years ago it doesn't exist now nothing's wrong with it and it's just it just doesn't exist it, you know who cares basically you know and i challenge you know white people in this country um because slavery ended in 1865 however the u.s constitution was written and established in 1789 so this is well before slavery ended 
And my point is when the founding fathers wrote the U.S. Constitution, they did not have anybody but white people in mind when they wrote it. 1789, the U.S. Constitution was written. Slavery ended, you know, almost, what, 80 years or so after uh, that was written. So when the U.S. Constitution was written, it didn't have anybody else in mind but Europeans and uh, Caucasians and white people. And the U.S. Constitution has not been altered very much, if any, um, since then. So for, you know, white people to argue that we need to forget about the same rules that they keep implementing in this country that have not been changed and they don't want to change and want to start a war over changing um, the Constitution is just beyond me. And that's the only way that we're going to get anywhere in this country is if we revise the Constitution and make some laws to where they benefit all and not just people who the Constitution was originally designed for. Look, it's been a pleasure talking with you all. That pretty much wraps up my segment. If you would like to get in contact with me, you can at thetruthwithtrinity.com. You can also listen to my podcast on YouTube, Spotify, which is pretty much anchor at The Truth With Trinity. And always remember, if you can't tell the truth with anyone else, you can with Trinity. Till next time, take care.